Hey there, lovebirds and lone wolves. It's your favorite sexpert, Stephanie Smith, and we're about to take a joyride through the wild world of sex and relationships. So buckle up, because we're going to laugh, learn, and maybe even blush a little as we uncover the secrets to kick-ass sex life. So grab your headphones and get ready for some scandalous stories, quirky advice, and a whole lot of laughs. Welcome to Let's Talk About Sex with me, Stephanie Smith, the podcast that's about to make your ears blush. Um, I'm Shiloh, and this is Stephanie. And we're here with your next question. So it really is just sex to me, low libido female in 30s. I don't get how lack thereof is a deal breaker. I'm a mid-30s, low-level female, low libido female in a 10-year relationship. My husband is high libido, and we have sex once a week. If I followed my desires and only initiated when I felt the urge, it would be once every three weeks or so. It's very, very easy for me to slip into that pattern and need to put sex on my weekly to-do list or I won't prioritize it. The sex is great. Best of my life with no reduction in quality over the years. Multiple orgasms, great communication, no complaints about quality. But I don't feel closer after. I don't feel like it's a key aspect to our relationship or something I need. We've done counseling over this in the past, which did help. But the longstanding compromise that came out of it was I make an effort to initiate with scheduling. And he has some per- perspective that me not caring much about sex isn't a reflection of my feelings about him. I peruse this subject every once in a while for perspective and see time and again people saying it's not just sex. I need to feel close. I'm so lonely without sex. And I do have some resentment towards my husband around this because it still seems so caveman wants sex to me. How can different people like many of you and my husband have such a different view of the need and prioritization than myself and I'm sure many of your low libido partners? Ooh, well, you know, it really comes to communication and understanding what each of you need. And here's the thing. I'm a high L. I'm an HL. And, um, I think that you will know if you're with an LL, low libido person before you get married, you're going to find out, you're going to know because it will taper. It may not be like it was. Right. Right. Yes. Taper. And there'll be probably a lot more rejection than, than than the normal person would have. So I'm not the normal person, sorry. Distraction, but that's okay because we can have that. I just think that it's so important to get find out what each other's expectation ongoing. And I've heard this a few times and I really like it. Um, I know it kind of sounds silly, but you know how we have to renew our driver's license every five years. Why can't we have to renew the relationship rules every five years or 
make sure that it's working. Um, I met a couple. They, I mean, I would, I would, I would take that a step further and say, why not on the anniversary on each anniversary, you know, every year talk about, talk about all the big things and just make sure you're still on the same page about everything. I, I met another couple that they would do it, uh, a gay couple and they did it every 10 years and they were just, that's just how they did it. And it's, they were on their 30th year. So I'm, and they check in with each other and it's okay if it ends and they just have this agreement. And I'm like, wow, that's, you know, very forward thinking. And so long as that that's the agreement and you say that we're not in sync anymore and whatnot. Um, to me, it's really, we're not gonna, we're living longer. We will be living longer. So it's not like, when I get sex, I can stop having, or when I get married, I can stop having sex. Marriage is lasting longer and longer if you think of the old ways. So really, you're going to go, what, 30 years? You're going to make your husband go 30 years, 20 years, 10 years, seven years, no sex, really? And expect him to be okay with that? So, and people change throughout our lifetime. We all change. So we will probably not be with the same person we start with. If we start young, the chances are very low. If you read this research. So we have to really start thinking differently. It is not, it, it's just different. Things are different. I mean, you should, I, I I don't disagree with you. I mean, I think you should have, I think that the communication needs to happen all the time. I think that as soon as you're feeling something, it's not. That so, you, yeah, it's not even once a year. You don't feel that you, that you, right. You need to, you need to love yourself enough to put yourself first. And if you have a need that's not being met, that you feel is need to be, you need to communicate it. And you need to communicate in a healthy way. You know, don't put that person on the defensive, but you need to figure out what you need to do to put that spark back into your relationship so that you can have the amount of sex that's going to fulfill you and take care of you. You know, have the understanding of, you know, if you're going to have an open relationship to have those rules, you know, that's a need, you know, or if, you know, it's just not going to work and it's something else completely, well, then... If it's something else completely and you're all done. You gave me a really good idea. I challenge a couple, a young couple, because, you know, everyone's up for a challenge or any couple um, to take that model of reviewing things either once a year, if you're not able to have that communication or when something comes up and take it as we are going to make it so that we consistently Whatever we say and agree, we make changes on that, 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 you know, a consistent <clears throat> change, how we, how that, that's the, how, what strengths, what will strengthen a relationship is if you're able to take constructive criticism from your partner instead of taking it as something bad or whatnot, because that's how we grow is if we can teach each other how to take feedback. And right. like what we've been doing, right? We give each other well, feedback and, you have to and then be able, we right? you have to be able to talk to each other. 
I mean, that's communicate. I mean, it's like, it's with anything. So we're able to do it with our boss. We're able to do it with our coworkers. We're able to do it with our children. We're able to do it with the school, daycare, name it, the grocery store, blah, 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 blah. But we can't do it with our partner. And we can't talk about the most important thing that really gets a lot of us going. And it's just the most, it's crazy that the most, the thing that we all desire the most, most of us and get pure joy and satisfaction from, we cannot talk about the one, the most important happy place in our life. Right. It's enough. It's time to start talking. It really is. We need to start talking. And I would even challenge though. I mean, you know, for, for, I mean, you know, young couples starting out, I mean, you know, you should be having conversations about everything. And I got to tell you, I really hate these young couples getting together. I think kids should realize that they need to go and have some fun. I mean, I know I have a 23 year old with, with kids, but go have some fun to me. I don't know. I'm older now. I can say that, but right. I mean, yes, you know, I was, I was a teen mom. I would always tell anybody, you know, please go, go enjoy your life. Go make, be friends first, you know, figure out the friendship and travel a little bit, go and travel. Go learn, go learn the world, go do broaden your horizons, get out of your own area. Definitely. I will say that is a scary thing is getting out of your own area of safeness um, because I went through it, but the mo- that's actually now a thrill seeker for me, like getting out of my own, you know, it's like, not, not with this, good Lord, this took me forever, but I'm talking more about moving around a little bit and be bopping. And I like that. It's actually kind of fun. So I'm like, oh, where do I want to go next? You know? So you're like, look at you. You're in San Francisco. I just love that. It's my so favorite. Like, or Austin, you know. <laughs> oh, is that Austin? No, this is San Francisco. Oh, okay. I was going to say that's. So, yeah, this is, this is, this is the Golden Gate Bridge. Yes, of it, no fog. That's a nice day in I've San Fran. Well, I've heard. Long. I've heard. I've never been. So. Oh, you all, you're coming for a visit. So we will go up there. So we'll have a good time. All right. Well, I think this is a good one. Again, back to community. Oh, day. Have an O day. O, O, O. Have an O day, everybody. Bye. And that's a wrap, folks. Thank you for joining me on today's exhilarating podcast of Let's Talk About Sex. If you loved what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, make sure to hit that subscribe button, like, and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Don't miss out on our future episodes packed with even more tips, tricks, and tantalizing discussions. Got something to share or a burning question? I want to hear from you. Send me a message on social media or in my email. Your thoughts and stories and feedback mean the world to me, and I can't wait to hear from each and every one of you. Remember, your sexual empowerment journey doesn't end here. 
Keep exploring, keep growing, and keep embracing your fabulous, authentic self. Until next time, this is Stephanie Smith signing off. Stay adventurous, stay safe, and stay sexy.